All right, welcome back. Got Jameson Maxwell here. Uh, this is another part of our uh, early rebuild preview. I don't even know what to call all this. It's just a disaster, uh, but not really. Um, anyways, we've got Jameson on, and uh, we're going to talk about some Russell Westbrook trades. Uh, if you hadn't heard our Paul George reaction and you know reaction to the whole thing just occurring, check that out. Um, it's pretty good, so... Uh, I assume we haven't recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Jameson. um, All right. So you've been in the lab messing with all the uh, trade trade machines and whatnot. Um, Let's let's talk some trades. uh, It's it starts off in a deep, dark place. You have to decide, should I look onto the Twitter sphere and see what everyone has already done and then work off that? Or should I just make my own? The Twitter sphere is like, okay, so I think we've swapped one of those Miami picks, Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook, and we'll get back Bradley Beal. And uh, I'm like, okay, okay, we're done. We're done here. The obsession um, with Bradley Beal just won't end. Even even when we're not contending, people just are like, you know what, Bradley Beal, that's it, what it, we need. Like, come on, come on, let's just let's just put that to dirt. But so I will start off with the most popular and my favorite out of all of the packages I've constructed so far um, to trade Russell Westbrook. Trading Russell Westbrook's really sad, but it's something you've got to do because you can't be a middle-of-the-road team in the league. It just doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, Especially yeah. whenever you have as many picks we do, we could even get more picks. So let's let's try to get as much value as we can right now. And obviously team number one that wants him the most, the reports coming out is Miami. Yeah. And, um, I, I, we've obviously talked about this if you're listening to this. Uh, so yeah, no, it's the thing where you just, you can't halfway rebuild. You have to fully rebuild, I think. And it's tough, but you know, um, sometimes you gotta kind of, kind of let, you know, if you love Russell Westbrook, you gotta let him go. So yes. Yeah. That's so Miami, Miami is interesting because there's a narrative like looking at the Russell Westbrook tra- trade. A lot of people are like, some people love him, but some people are like, this contract, I don't want to take it. He's a very highly inefficient player, and uh, he got the supermax, and not a lot of teams want to take on the supermax. So what I'm thinking with Miami is they have a lot of bad contracts as well, about two to three years left on a couple bad contracts. If we could take those in and be bad for two years, which is exactly what we want to do, and give up our Russell Westbrook um, contract, we could still get some value out of him. So here's my deal. Miami would send us Tyler Hero, who is yet to be signed, um, so he could still be immediately traded right now. Yes, that's true. Justice Winslow, who's on a three-year, $39 million contract with a team option in the third year. So that means it's a two-year contract. I'm trying to keep guys that are about one to two years um, that we're trading for, these big salary guys, so we can have a bunch of youth after two years whenever we start getting our 2021 picks. And then Dion Waiters, reunion. Yes. Your deal left. Any, any Miami deal has to have Dion. Uh, I've mentioned it uh, <laughs> in a couple conversations before. We, he needs to be our tank commander for this situation. Uh, I wouldn't miss a game. Yeah, two years, twelve point one million, getting paid next year for him, and uh, we would therefore send Miami Russell Westbrook and Patrick Patterson. But this does not work because if everyone remembers and what 
hard capping and the sign and trade does. They just Miami just signed and traded for Jimmy Butler. So they can't go really over the the salary cap line. And just for people, I'll just do a little quick rundown of what hard capping in the apron is. I looked it up just to kind of get it all together. So like there's an apron that is a little, it's about 4 million more than, I don't think 4 million more, but it's a little bit above the salary cap and you cannot go above that. You can't do it. You can't go into the luxury tax really high like the Thunder have done. You have to stay at this number, and there's no wiggle room. Right now, Miami is about $4 million under their apron, so they can bring in only $4 million total more of contract extra. Yeah. So we can't dump a Russell Westbrook unless they're sending out a $38.5 million plus four. So they, they could take in $42.5 million, You know, I mean, okay, I said that wrong. So if we're sending Russell Westbrook $38.5 million, you know, they can only take back like and send out thirty four and a half million because that four million dollar difference. That makes sense. Well, yeah, of course. It's it's not. It, it's it's they're in a situation where they can't match all the way because, like you said, it's it's not a hard cap, but it's kind of a it's like a semi hard cap cap yeah. somewhere yeah, in the so middle. They they if they receive something, they only have four million dollars of wiggle room. That's a better exactly. way to put it. And that's exactly. really kind of it's really very complicated. But the apron is 138.9 million in Miami right now is at 134.9 million with their cap room. So we'd send them Russell Westbrook and Patrick Patterson, but we'd have to include a third team in this. And this would be the Dallas Mavericks, a team that already been engaged with Miami with certain trades and acquiring players and still has a good amount of cap room. They just signed DeLon Wright for like nine million dollars a year, which was just weird. I, I that caught me off guard. Um, but they have $14.6 million in room, which would be perfect for a Kelly Olenek guy, another guy that they were interested in earlier in free agency. He's getting paid $12.7 million over the next two years. Um, and that would be the deal right there, and it works out. Yeah, and I, I think I think a potential three-way move with Dallas. Uh, I mean, Dallas is a very good possibility just as a partner. I don't think they would ever take Westbrook on with what they have right now with their young assets and uh, Luka running the point. They don't want to risk that. Um, but in terms of the Heat, you know, I, I think I think one name that you didn't bring up that I, I, I'm interested in is Bam Adebayo. I, li- I like Adebayo. Yeah, it, I thought about him as well, but I feel like with the Hassan Whiteside trade, they're really kind of buying in on having him as their center of the future. And it's very good to have a cheap center that's very effective. Um, I would love to have him on the team, but I'm kind of more intrigued with the Tyler Hero. Um, I think if we're going to... Okay, I, there's more to the trade than what I haven't gotten through before yet. These were just the players. I As a player... I think we kind of want to find some shooting, especially now that we have plenty of wiggle room. And yeah, Tyler Hero is the perfect guy that Thunder fans would want. But if we're getting Hero, Waiters, and Winslow sending out Westbrook and Patterson, um, there could be a way if Miami really truly was enamored um, with this deal that we could get um, a 2025 pick from Miami. Because if you guys remember in this Paul George trade, we acquired Miami's 2021 pick which is mm-hmm. unprotected, then 2023 pick, which is lottery protected. We could also, in this trade, somehow change the protection on the lottery protection. We could make that 2023 one unprotected. We, that's going to be the second year after the double draft. The 2022 draft is where high schoolers and college players can come out. Or 
we could say if it's protected lottery, 2023, 2024, 25, 25, then conveys unprotected in 2026, is that more valuable than an unprotected pick? Because Miami could be atrocious, you know, in 2026. Yeah, I, be- exactly. I, I that's I th- I think it probably is better to have an unpro- unprotected in uh, 2026 because, I mean, like you said, they'll be atrocious at that point. You know, they won't be able to build anything. Uh, any talent they would have would just be keeping Jimmy Butler or Westbrook, and at that point, Westbrook would be ancient. Uh, and Butler would be kind of old, but you never know with him. Um, and yeah, like 2026, like those are the years where this this run is going to get interesting because they, they won't be repl- they won't be replenishing their talent with with draft picks because they don't have any. So I, I agree. I think focusing on keeping your protections uh, earlier on probably is a better move, uh, especially if you're dealing with Miami, and that's kind of. The biggest question about it to me is, I, I looking at this, bef- you know, before even thinking about Westbrook uh, to Miami, uh, I, I love the 2021 uh, unprotected pick with Miami. I, I think as constructed right now, um, I'm not a big Heat guy. I think I'm I'm kind of worried about him. I, I think they seem like something that could self-combust, and I think 2021 could be a pretty good pick, especially the unprotected. But Yes, yes, definitely. If Russell Westbrook did hypothetically go to the Miami Heat, um, Jimmy Butler has been a guy who's really butted heads with people. And Russell Westbrook, um, even though he tries his heart out, somehow he's not worked out with all these superstars that he's gone around. And whether that's due to him or not is up to a lot of people's argument. But if you're just looking at it from a bird's eye view with no context, Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler might not be the best pairing. It d- definitely. Um, and I think, I think more than anything, it's, it's, it's an ability to complement uh, each other. And um, I mean, just look at the, most of the superstars he, he's played with have been relatively chill uh, I mean, Durant obviously has his issues, um, but I, I feel like that – I feel like he's always been more low-key about it. Paul George is a low-key guy. I, I still think that that – I don't think there was any chemistry issues there. I think he just you know, saw a shiny new opportunity in L.A. and took it. Um, Definitely. But Jimmy, it- but Jimmy Butler we know is can be a bit of a – I mean, just a complete wild card. His issues in Minnesota uh, illustrated that. But yes, and 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 a lot of people saying, why should we trade Russell to Miami if we have their picks? You know, Russell's a guy that his contract is so large that it's going to handicap the teams from having like good depth. You know, and so in his last year of his deal which gets paid $47 million is the 2022-2023 season. So if we have that 2023 draft pick for Miami and we trade Russell there and we do say, hey, we want that 2023 pick unprotected now rather than lottery protected, that might be a tough season for them because they're having to pay Russell Westbrook $47 million and maybe Jimmy Butler didn't work out right then. That could be like, and that's, and I think so, I think that's going to be the, Jimmy Butler's last year of his contract as well, which is going to be like 38, 39 million. Like that's going to be a pretty bad team for them. I I think 
So that is would be another incentive of trading Russell Westbrook to Miami. Don't think of it as like, oh, Russell would make them better. Think about the money standpoint. Especially for those uh, later picks. Um, because because that's really where the real money is if you make this deal. Um, the thing is, the thing you've really noticed about player maneuverability, and a lesson everyone's learned, and David Holt, uh, the Oklahoma City mayor, mentioned it, players just kind of can leave whenever they want. And the Jimmy Butler deal, that's a movable deal. Westbrook is going to sit like a rock there because I think because cap space, finding cap space for forty-one plus, you know, million dollars, you know, it, it's it's about to jump up uh, from thirty-eight this year or this coming year to twenty or forty-one and rise, like you said, to uh, forty-seven by the end of his years, uh, in, by the end of its contract. That's going to be a hard contract to ditch off. Um, so really, Miami at that point is going to be dealing with. Uh, now I do what I want Westbrook, but without as much athleticism and with an injury history. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that that's, I mean, look, I love the guy. I'm not trying to sour grapes, Russell Westbrook, but that is a situation. I, I, I look at, I look at that. I could, I just, I see that as I would, I would not be confident in making that deal. There's a reason why you're trying to ditch the deal. Yes. Ditching the deal for Westbrook, I think, is almost imperative now, Uh, especially from the injury standpoint. Just going into it, how whenever every single summer he has cleanup surgery, the more and more you do cleanup surgery on a knee and the meniscus. So think of the meniscus as kind of like your pillow cushion between like your 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 upper and lower leg and your knee. You know, the more and more meniscus you lose. Cleanup surgery is going and change, taking out the scar tissue of the meniscus. The more susceptible you are to arthritis, and the more arthritis you have, the more you lose a lot of mobility and jumping and everything. If he's on, if he keeps on the track of how much uh, cleanup surgery he has, there could be a point where they just completely take out meniscus, and he is going to be just an arthritic being. And I, if there's anybody to still function um, without anything in his knee. It would be Russ, West, Russell Westbrook, but still, that that is something very concerning for four years in the future. If I'm a team looking to acquire him, or the Thunder, if we're willing to keep him, definitely. It would. I mean, he would basically become Dwayne Wade in his final years. Yes, and uh, that's. I mean, still good, but not forty-seven million good. Well, yeah, Wade also uh, had his meniscus removed, uh, but actually, that happened before his rookie season even started. So. Yeah, but the, um, the, it's not about like as soon as you get your meniscus removed, you're like screwed. It's the the tiered of changes of thinking just like the contact over and over. That pillow's not there anymore, so you're just hitting boom, 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 and you get a thing called osteoarthritis, and you slowly it's like getting old, like old people's knees. You yeah, know? it grinds it down. It's it's they're fast tracking to what people feel at seven years old, and they're feeling that at thirty seven. Jeez, that's that's pretty awful. Um. But yeah. all in all, just going over this trade again. So Miami gets Russell Westbrook, Patrick Patterson. We get off a Patrick Patterson deal that we're going to definitely try to shed, especially with him talking trash on social media. Us, we'd be sending. Um, so that that's who we're sending. Atlanta or maybe a Dallas could take a Kelly Olynyk. Um, really, either of the two, both of them are the only two that have cap room to take a player like that. Um, then the Thunder would get Tyler Hero, a guy that we both love and we've talked about before. Dion Waiters. Uh, thick boy reunion. 
We have to yes. resign Raymond Felton if we get um, Dion Waiters. And then Justice Winslow, another young wing, would be a great experiment on a three-year 39 or two-year 26 million deal. And we could also get a 2025 Miami first because that is the only pick they can trade to us because of the consecutive deal. You can't, you can't trade 2021, then 2022. You have to do every other year. So we have their 2021, 2023. We could get their 2025 as the next one. And then they could possibly change the protection on the 2023. Exactly. I, I think I think probably that's the deal that's most asset rich for us. Uh, it's the one that it's the one that I look at as the most appealing destination, both for us and Westbrook. I think that's something you'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that town kind of fits him, and it, it seems like something that he would want to do. And I think I think partially. Uh, our motivations in this are to get the most back as we, we can while also not screwing over Westbrook. Uh, yeah, so. I, I feel like it gets to a point where we're going to get about three good, four good deals. And or beforehand, Russell's going to kind of say, I, this is kind of where I want to go. And we're not just going to screw him and send him off. I feel like Russell would be happy in Miami. I feel like he'd be happy in the East, you know. So yeah. that, that's definitely a good scenario. But we're not going to ship him off to Cleveland and just just let him die off there. We're going to send them somewhere decent. So second most likely scenario, I think, and one that I like second the best um, would be Detroit. And for people who want to trade and get Blake Griffin, I just don't see this team taking in guys that have three-year deals, four-year deals, because I really think this is a two-year kind of tank team going forward. How about we do this? Reggie Jackson. Reunion. Uh, He's on an expiring eighteen million dollar year. I know. I'll let me. I'll get through it. And then Tony Snell, who's eleven point three for two years. We just eat that. He's not any good, but we're just going to eat the contract just for the sake of value. And then here are the good guys. How about we get a Luke Kennard there? Luke Kennard is a guy really hasn't been able to blossom, but he's got two years left on a rookie scale deal. And then Sakao Dumbia. Um, <laughs> yes, he's the, their top ten pick. Um, in this most recent draft from France and he's an extreme project and something that the thunder I'm sure would be really excited to kind of take on and something it would be worth it to take a kind of a project guy. who's a top 10 talent. We could even get a V Mike Luke from um, Kansas if y'all wanted. And then maybe Detroit throws in a first round pick as well, because I don't see us taking that deal unless we're buying out Reggie Jackson. <laughs> you know, yeah. Reggie Jackson is not going to be a member on this team. So they no. would have to pay us for therefore that Reggie Jackson buyout. I think there would be p- multiple picks or just a future first. Yeah. But Luke Kennard and Sakota Debu- Debuya. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing about uh, Sakota Debuya and uh, Sevi Mikhailik. If we did that deal, we we're just trying to make our team the hardest, uh, hardest on any podcaster or writer because we already have Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's already a mouthful. So we're just trying. We're we're just trying to throw all of the uh, tough names on there. If that's if that's the case, although I actually really like uh, Sevi Mikhailik, though. Yeah, uh, he's he's a great shooter, and it'd be like the guy we're talking about with Tyler Hero. It's, Thunder fans have been clamoring, clamoring. We need shooting. We need shooting. We need Kyle Korver. We need JJ Rick. And <laughs> now that we've lost Paul George, we need to do something really small, and that doesn't really mean much, but it would really make the team like the fans excited i think that means just getting a three-point pure three-point shooter and mikhaila could be that guy so but i think i really like the booyah luke Kennard could really do well on a team that's not detroit and kind of yeah. um he has skill 
Like he was a top 15 pick for a reason. And uh, we could get a first or multiple first from Detroit. And Detroit needs to take in a Russell Westbrook because they've signed Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin for big contracts. And this is a win now almost for them. Or they need to do something else and get rid of those contracts and tank. Exactly. It, the Pistons are at a crossroads. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of the decision making they've made. I think, I think the, the two big, um, big kind of center power forward lineups just aren't really, that's not how the NBA is going at all. Um, I think, I think Griffin and Drummond were bad investments. Uh, so, but, uh, but at this point you just kind of have to go, th- go, go forward with it. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think Westbrook, Westbrook and Griffin would be an interesting spot that make all the Oklahomans kind of, or a lot of Oklahomans upset because, a lot of people had that as a dream scenario uh, before the Paul George trade and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, but either way, I don't think it matters. I think uh, Westbrook wanting to go to Detroit would would probably be an issue. That's about as un Miami as it gets. <laughs> yes, I, I don't think he would want to go to Detroit. Is the problem, but that would be a good haul that we can get from them. Agreed. Yeah. No. The the haul. This is like this is if we are focusing on hauls. I think we can get a lot of really good players from there. Um, I think naturally I'm worried about uh, receiving, <laughs> receiving any uh, white players from the Pistons after uh, the True. whole Kyle Singler incident. True. I don't want, you never know. We might get Luke Kennard and he just grows out a weird little uh, top knot. It's just, I don't know. Um, but that, that being said, I, all jokes aside, I actually really do like Kennard. Uh, disregard the fact that I also really liked Kyle Singler when we first made that deal. Um, oh, don't say that. <laughs> I know I, I, it's 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 not my proudest moment, um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Detroit's a very good option there. Um, I'm 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 in on it. I, I think that's I think they're a team that's interested in it. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I got to say about Detroit. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the second most likely because I feel like Miami and Detroit have been the biggest two names that are out there. Um. Number three, just an option, maybe Charlotte Hornets after losing Campbell Walker. We know Michael Jordan kind of has an affinity for bad decisions and loving. He also loves Russell Westbrook. He did his speech at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, and a package could be possibly we take the next two years of Nicholas Batum's contract at about twenty five, twenty six million a year, and then. With that, we would therefore get assets of um, maybe a Malik Monk and uh, Miles Bridges, and then a future first or t- couple future first. Um, I feel like Jordan kind of just has all the power there, and I feel like he'd strong arm and put out a pretty big deal. Yeah, and as we've seen just this summer, they have they they put out a lot of money uh, for players that they probably. Uh... They they make risky deals. The, that Terry Rozier deal is hilariously uh, overpriced. Uh, Jordan and Mitch Kupchak, I don't understand why they gave him that much money. They're just trying to do whatever they can, and I think a Westbrook move probably would. I mean, I think that'd be very on brand for for the Hornets. Um, they got a lot of picks, I believe, still available, uh, so that'd be nice. But I mean. Yeah, Terry Rozier could play next to Russell Westbrook, I think. I think Terry Rozier is one of the fewer point guards in the league that could play shooting guard, and I think they'd be completely fine with that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I, not worried about the fit. I think I think they'd actually be 
a pretty cool fit defensively. And uh, I think that'd be a, a, if Westbrook tried, of course. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, they, they have a lot of, this is something you do if you want to shed a lot of salary. Cause they have a lot of, uh, expiring players kind of going here, uh, pulling up the roster real quick. Um, they have, they have a couple expirings going and Bismack Biombo is an aspiring for a 17. Marvin Williams is a 15 million expiring. Uh, Michael kid Gilchrist at 13 is expiring. Um, I just, I was thinking just like Batum. Taking I I want any guy that's how bad of a contract you are. I want the worst contract in return for two years, and we'll just eat it, and we can get as much value and young assets and draft picks we can from Russell. Yeah, I I do think that. See, I, I some people are like, why do you want all cap space? You're not going to sign a major free agent. Well, you know, uh, in a couple years, I let's just say SGA blows up and is really good. We're gonna have to pay him some money, so. I, I, I don't think that's as big of a deal as it should be. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm about shedding cap. I'm, a, I'm about yeah. shedding cap. We're uh, getting under the luxury tax no matter what. And I don't know if Russell, this Russell Westbrook deal will do it. All of these ones that I've been saying past the Miami Heat will not put us under the luxury tax. The Miami Heat deal does, as a matter of fact, which makes it so nice. Um, the, our luxury tax bill is around $14.8 million. And uh, we lose uh, $15.5 million worth of contracts in that Miami deal. So that's hence the reason why it makes the most sense and why I like it the most. But it's a step in the right direction because we're going to lose um, contract in these deals because yeah. Russell Westbrook is a super max player. There's no, there's no way unless we're taking in multiple players of big, bad contracts that we're not saving money on trading Russell. Yeah, and it's... It's something that's imperative for the ownership group in Oklahoma City to, uh, if not completely erase your luxury bill, uh, then to minimize it as much as possible. Um, the past couple years have been pretty pretty tough on it, so um, you don't want to you, you you don't want a situation where you're not making the playoffs, you know, not doing well, but still playing a massive luxury bill. Basically, last year's Miami Heat. We're not we're not going to pay a uh, luxury tax this season. No yeah. way at all. Even if we do run it back with Russell, we're not paying the luxury tax. Exactly. It, it, there's going to be big moves coming. It's just depending on who is it's going to be, and it's most likely the guy is getting paid thirty eight and a half million next year at Russell Westbrook. So I like the Charlotte deal. I could see it happening because Jordan is just not a good decision maker. Really, it's something you'd do. Yes, and um. He has a um, history of being cheap, but I feel like he'd shell out for Russell. Next next option that I think would be next best, uh, maybe an Orlando Magic trade as a team that really been needing a point guard for a while. Um, we could take on Aaron Gordon, DJ Augustine, and they get young guys, Jonathan Isaac, and then Okiki, their, their first-round pick, and then maybe a future first. Yeah, I'm just... I mean, I... I'm about... I, I think... I mean, we're it. It's the fourth option for a reason. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's. I think that's an interesting deal. I'm not sure if Orlando makes it um, because I think they have they have some momentum, and I think they can. I think they can get a a pretty good point guard. Uh, I just don't know if taking a supermax type of guy like Russell Westbrook at age 30 is the move for them. Uh, yeah. But, We'll I, I don't think so either. I think they really like Jonathan Isaac, and they really want to keep on developing him because he's getting better. Um, next one, I guess the Phoenix Suns. Um, they could take it. 
Uh, they could play uh, him next to Ricky Rubio, I guess, or trade Ricky <laughs> Rubio. <laughs> I don't really don't know. I mean, these there's not many t- little precursor. There's not many teams that can take Russell Westbrook in a contract um, in a trade because it's just so like say, hey, I think the New York Knicks sh- he should go there. He can't go there until December fifteenth because that is the time that newly signed players are eligible for a trade. So you can't trade like Julius Randle and like Bobby Portis for Russell Westbrook, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, there's no, there's not enough cap on New York for a trade right now. So these are just things that could happen right now. And the Suns, Tyler Johnson plus Aaron Baines. Yes, Aaron Baines. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then Mikael Bridges, Ty Jerome, and then a future first. I mean, why would we do it? Just because getting a Suns draft pick is awesome to get. Um, the Suns get it because they need to sell tickets and they need to get somebody. I mean, we would get in. The problem with that trade, though, is we'd get four guys and only be shelling out one. You know, and that um, we would we have currently 15 guys on our roster, so a lot more moves would have to follow that. Um, but just just another option to throw out. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix. Obviously not the smartest team in the world, but this would just be a disaster, I think. Uh, Westbrook and Rubio absolutely despise each other. Putting them in the oh, same room. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Putting them, putting them in the same room is... is one of, this, is, this actually might be one of the worst locations for him. Um, the Dude, Suns Ricky... Are, oh, no. Ricky is so nice and so timid that he would <laughs> just get bullied so hard by Russell. Russell would oh. tell him just to do it, and he'd go, okay, Russell, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It would be an interesting situation. The Suns are rebuilding. The last things the last thing they need to do is shell out a bunch of, you know, a bunch of picks because that's what they'd be doing for Russell Westbrook. I, and again, I'm not we're, we're kind of getting to the to the kind of rougher yes. picks, but um yeah, there, no, I I, I, I got I, two it, more after this one. And that shows you that there are two worse <laughs> ones than this one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, okay. So you mentioned you mentioned we were talking about the Knicks thing in the December fifteenth uh, free agency thing. Uh, an option I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, and I don't think it's a good option. But it's you know um, interesting. What if they just wait till uh, December to trade Westbrook? I, it's not. They're not. My thing is like they're. We're not really waiting on anything. Yeah. Uh, I. I think. I think. The problem probably you you have to do it now because this is the best it's gonna get. But uh, what do you think? Do you think that that's a, an option at all? Really, I feel like you really can't wait with a, a contract like Russell Westbrook because that is a guy that you need to start your season with and make sure you have the correct team around him to to move forward in. I feel like the only way December 15th would work is if the team was just waiting for December 15th. And they already had agreed to it in principle. And Russell Westbrook just sat out for the whole till then. You know, I just, it just doesn't make any sense to me to wait um, unless there's a really poor market for him and nothing really good enough. And we just hope that the now I do it, I want Russell Westbrook just blows up again and his trade value goes up. But it's just, there's teams aren't going to take a, a Supermax player guy in the middle of the season and just hope for the best. Yeah. Well, there's also, I, I, I'm done for not realizing this before I said anything. There's also the chance he got injured, in which case you're absolutely screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we can't, Russell can't get injured anymore. He's, he's no. getting old and he's got plenty of things wrong with him. 
We need right now, we got plenty of assets in the Paul George trade. Of course, we would want as as many as we can. But it'd just be so awkward keeping Russell Westbrook here, especially if they came down to saying, like, hey, we want to trade. Um, but say, but say Russell the other day, whenever he met with Sam Presti, uh, maybe he said, I don't want to trade. I want to stay here. Um, do you keep him then? I still think you trade him. How crappy that sounds. Um, I, but, I agree. But, um, I just waiting, I feel we lose value because it's not before the season and you've wasted a whole season of where you could have been good with Russell Westbrook beforehand. Um, and then it's just. Like you said, I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, move on. Let's move Dallas on. Dallas uh, next one. Mavericks, Bobby. Dallas Mavericks is my next one. It's not going to happen at all. I've Doesn't make really my mouth sense. a little bit. But they they have the salary to do it. So the deal would be something to the likes of Tim Hardaway, uh, Courtney Lee, Jalen Brunson, and then uh, they can't deal a pick because they don't have one for a while because the. Przingis. So a 2025 first round pick from Dallas Mavericks doesn't really make any sense. Just throwing this out there. Yeah, it's um, I don't want that to happen. I the the weirdest thing about the Paul George trade is the amount of Mavericks fans who came out of the woodwork to just start chirping about it. I'm like, come on, you have nothing. I don't know if you can talk crap as a Mavericks fan. There's, I don't get it. No, no. won one title in 2011. Let it go. And you yeah. and you signed, you, you get one rookie phenom who has a good year, and then a questionable. You know, I I like I like Przingis, but I mean, it it he's been injured most of his career, so. Yeah, we will see. I mean, they may have room to talk next year, but they've got a lot to prove. So a lot of barking right now. For yeah. sure. So we'll see. But that is the second worst. And the worst is the one that actually has gotten a lot of public um, publicity is a possible Houston deal. My God. Yeah. That, that'd just be horrible. It'd be something centered around Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker. And because, you know, the Thunder are not taking back Chris Paul. There, there's no point. Why would we trade a max player for a max player? We're trying to shed salary if we're giving up Russell. If we got back Chris Paul, we'd just keep Russell anyways. Um, so that's just not happening. Yeah, that that is the worst case scenario. Um, I w- I wouldn't say for both sides because I mean Houston gets Houston, but um, or Houston gets Westbrook. I mean, uh, and I think that's a good pick. But um, <laughs> the amount of crow all the all the Rockets fans would have to uh, eat after that would just be sh- chef kiss. Oh, I mean, it would yeah, be... it, it would be really really funny at first. Then I would hate myself. For so long, seeing Russell in a Houston jersey next to Harden. It would be gross. I don't want that. And and for all of this, I I want this to be put out there. I'm not being selfish. I don't want Thunder to get the absolute best thing. Like, next season, if we trade Russell somewhere, I'm going to be cheering for Russell almost as much or maybe even more than the Thunder because we're going to want to lose anyway So to get a good draft pick. Um, Yeah. So so, we discussed this earlier in last pod, but, like, our pick for next year in the first um, first round is top 20 protected. So we don't want to do good because we want to keep our pick. And it turns into two second rounders. That's the same thing with our 2022 first round pick. It's lottery protected, then turns to two second rounders. 
So for the next three years, it would be kind of good if we didn't do the best, you know, and we could agreed. keep picks. Yeah, no, agreed. And, um, you know, having that pick turn into two second rounders is good because, well, I mean, you, you, the use for second rounders is a little low when you have, you know, two picks for, you know, from 2021 to, uh, why am I blanking on when the, uh, um, Clipper picks end? It's like 2025. So 2022, 2024, 2026 for the Clippers picks. Okay, yeah, that's 2021 right. 2021 for Miami, 2023. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. Second round picks, get rid of them. I don't care. You know, they're they're just assets at this point to pad deals. Um, but no, I I agree. I I think this is a this is a different situation. Whatever team Westbrook goes to will immediately be my second favorite team. Uh, and I'll be rooting for them. It's. We're we're about to enter a really, uh, I mean, completely unknown territory for us. It's obviously people have talked about uh, that first year that was rough, but I mean, we didn't know the Thunder. It was just some team that showed up, you know. Yeah, but now we, now we've gotten to know them. You know, that first year, so many people were fans of different teams or still, you know, rooting for the Hornets. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, you know, you you were a Celtic fan back then. You know, um, so it was different. Um, it's different now because this is a team we we love, and uh, it's just going to look a little different for a bit. But yeah, okay. cheering for them to lose is out of love. Yes. These have so many future young assets to the point where we could use those in a monster trade later for a superstar. And if we hit on a couple young guys, kind of like what the Boston Celtics do. We could do a successful version of a Boston Celtics here pretty soon. And that sounds pretty dang good to me. We just got to be patient and have fun while we get there. So let's get a guy like Dion Waiters and exactly. love it for this season. We will love watching Dion Isabo. Let's go an all-thick boy lineup. Dion <laughs> yes. Waiters. Like, maybe we can get uh, Raymond Felton back on a minimum contract. Would it make really too much sense? But maybe he'd do it. Deontay Burton. We saw he slimmed down for the summer league a little bit. Maybe after summer league, he hits up a couple of Vegas buffets, gets back to <laughs> thick boy status. Does anyone That's- know what Eddie Curry's doing? Yes, please. <laughs> We've got so I mean, we just signed Nerlens Noel to a minimum contract, which makes it where we wouldn't really make sense to get another center on the roster unless we trade Steven. But hey, if we trade Steven to um, Boston, look up that Yabusale guy. He's the thickest boy in the NBA. Like Man, we could have a really nasty, thick boy lineup, and that would be a lot of fun. We might not be winning games, but the most fun season we've had in a while was one of our worst seasons, and it was 2016 with Russell. Because yeah. it was we didn't have all this stress on our shoulders to be this phenomenal team that we've had nine out of ten years of like the total we've had. And, you know, we just got to kind of – go forward and say, hey, we, we'll have our time later. But in the meantime, let's get development for our young guys and uh, have fun too. Yeah, not, not having the uh, title expectations. It's going to be an interesting shift. And I think one thing that's going to be nice about it is this is a team who, this is a team that at least on paper it looks like isn't going to be like a soul-crushing sort of thing. I actually think they could be, a lot of fun in a different way. You get to you get to see a young sh- sh- uh, the SGA, you know, kind of grow up and develop into a role. Hopefully, uh, 
I think Gallinari is pretty fun. You uh, got some highlight athletes like uh, Jeremy Grant still on board. Uh, Steven Adams is always a good time. I, I think it'll just it'll just just look at it differently. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of things to enjoy. This is a fun team. This isn't going to be, you know, some miserable grind. You know, they, they score, you know, 10 points in a quarter type of bad. I, I think they could actually be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so just just an overall from all the trades that you've heard so far, uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I, I'm pretty all in on Miami, uh, partially because that might mean getting Deion Waiters back. Um, but mostly because I think I think it's a good fit for Westbrook. I think that they'd be kind of fun to root for. Um, and it's it, I, I think it, I, I just think it's the best of both worlds. I like the assets a lot. Uh I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of yes. that. Yes, and Tyler Hero just checks the boxes on everything that we need for the next season. Definitely. Uh, he yeah, would de- be a lot of fun next to SGA. Um, and we could really develop a really cool young core. Yeah, no. that Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited. We're uh, bringing Thunder U back, hopefully. You know, we just... Um, this is going to be interesting. Uh, just... It, it just a different change of pace. Um, yeah. I, I I know I'm I, I sound like I'm like in the bargaining stage of grief here, but uh, it's it's uh, it's not the end of the world. What the end of the world would have been is uh, if we didn't make this deal and Paul George just left, and you know we have no assets. Yeah. Uh, so talk just keeping on the Russell Westbrook. Um, uh, what is the word? Keeping on t- Westbrook conversation. If we trade him within the next couple months, you know, you know, like before this next season, how quick does the number retirement happen, and how quick does the statue happen? Um, ooh, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, I think number retirement happens the very next year he retires. Uh, I don't. I think it's kind of corny to retire a player's number when they're still playing. Like Iguodala and Durant with a Golden State, you don't think we'd do something like that? I, I think we would immediately – well, yeah, like what, what Golden State has done this summer and uh, what um, my, uh, Memphis has done, you know, with Zebo and Marcus Saul and, you know, all of the uh, uh, grit and grind legends is they'll just be like, yeah, we're going to retire their number um, eventually. So it's – it's just, I, I, I don't think there will ever be another number zero in Oklahoma City ever, um, and that's the way it should be. I think if we don't, I retire it right after like the Golden State Warriors have been doing right now. I think it'd be an understood thing. You don't touch that number. And then once he retires, like you said, we could kind of bring him in for a ceremony like we did with Nick Collison. I think that'd be really cool. I see that as the most likely thing. And then a, a, a statue. I sure hope so. We can move that little runner statue with the little <laughs> torch. Yeah, <laughs> we could put that. We could put that somewhere else. Oh God! And I think I think Russell Westbrook statue would be beautiful right there. Oklahoma City's weird obsession with the 1989 like Olympic trials that were here or whatever. <laughs> it's weird. It was like the, just like this weird Junior Olympics thing that they don't even do anymore. Uh, for the for those who don't know, there's a water tower with it for some weird reason. Off. Uh, <laughs> off I mean, it's just. It's the it's one of the weird little Oklahoma City things where uh, it's a relic of what we used to be proud of. Yeah. So I mean, I think that'd be 
a great idea. But other than that, I think that's really it for the Russell Westbrook thing. It's more just waiting. Uh, from what Royce and all the experts are saying, I think it's coming. I don't think we're waiting like we discussed. And uh, I'm thinking we're going to see Russell Westbrook in a Miami jersey sometime soon. So hopefully it doesn't happen before this pod drops. Hopefully everyone learned a lot from this. Get into the trade machine yourself if you really want to get into it. It's always a fun time with the trade machine. It is working. Um, Definitely. It has all the um, contracts. Just remember, if you do Miami trades, you can do a lot of them that would work, but it doesn't take into account the hard cap. So remember, if you do a Miami trade, they can only take in an extra $4 million in salary. Yeah, you got to kind of make that uh, calculation in your head, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Last thing I want to say about the Miami thing. If Westbrook goes there, they need to make the Miami Vice colors full-time. Yeah, I think they said they're discontinuing them, right? I think uh, they said the pink ones, right? Or the, yeah. the black ones. The pink of the black ones. It's uh, Okay, so each year they've had a different color. Uh, it started with white, then had black, pink this year. Uh, and then this upcoming year, it's actually uh, like, like like that teal blue with the, with the pink Miami across the chest. Oh, did so. it? I just looked it up. It's like, did the newest Miami Heat Vice jersey just get leaked? And it looks like it is that teal blue. Yeah. This is some, am I on fan sided? I gotta check one check. No, no, it's it's <laughs> it's legit. It, it, okay, even if it is fan sided, it, it it is legit from what I'd seen. Uh, okay, so but yes, yes, that would be great. And I think I mean Russell Westbrook. I saw the edit of him in the pink jersey. That looked pretty cool. Um, we're gonna be cheering for you, Russell, no matter if you stay here um or if you go somewhere else and while you have been the conversation of many many frustrating times for us on this podcast it's just he is oklahoma city in an essence and people say nick Carlson is it, it's russell westbrook yeah. it really is and we really didn't think it was going to come this quick and life comes at you so fast and we never i never know that i'd be having this conversation with you three days ago but now it's it's just something that needs to happen, and we need to be mature about it. And for people saying that we can just keep Russell Westbrook because he's our our city and everything, uh, basketball is a business. This isn't your NBA 2K team. This uh, we got. We've got to do what makes sense money wise and what makes sense for the future of our program. Yeah. No, I I agree. I it's it's a tough decision, but it's the one that needs to be done. It's. Uh, like like we said at the beginning, it's very sad, but you know, he's he he will always be the consummate Oklahoma City Thunder player. He you know the, his loyalty, you know, and what what he did after. I mean, what he what he did after um, after Durant left was incredible, and it will uh, never be forgotten. And uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to the the celebrations we have ahead about this era because you know what. It, I, I enjoyed it. It it didn't it didn't end in a title, but that doesn't mean it was bad. And we'll have a one, one thing I want to do. Uh, we'll we'll do a kind of reflection of you know what when, when Westbrook is traded. We'll just talk about our favorite moments from the first era of Thunder basketball and kind of put a bow on it and move on. Um, I, I think that that I think would be pretty fun. So, um, anyways, uh. Yeah, that's that's about all I have to say. This is just it. It sucks, but it actually doesn't suck as much as it could have and probably would have. So you get yourself excited again in the trade machine. It's always fun in the trade machine, even if you're trading away your favorite players. Go go watch some SGA highlights. Yes, SGA highlights again. Yeah, 
One of the best uh, young finishers in the game, without a doubt. Guy's crazy. All righty. Well, that ends our segment on uh, potential Westbrook trades. We are trying to cover this from all angles, so please check out uh, you know any of our other work from this. So we definitely have a lot to say. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, hit us up with us that 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 uh, good old five star review. Uh, we are five star men. And um, man, it just it, it just hits differently. It just hits differently when you're rebuilding. I'm kind of sad. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. It's okay. Anyways, uh, five star review. Leave comments, whatever. Um, and uh, keep an eye on everything because we are going to be talking about this a lot. You know, just because the uh, Thunder are in rebuilding mode doesn't mean we are. So, all right. For me and Jameson, uh, this has been another episode of Thunder Talk. Thank you so much for listening and Thunder up.